How's everybody doing today? So sit back. It's your relax. host, Steven Salinas, and you're listening to Political, Political Brew. Hit the record button, man. Let's get this going. Good afternoon, this is Steven Salinas and you're listening to Political Brews. I got a special guest today, Carlos. You might know him because he's all swole from Fit24. How's it going, Carlos? It's going, man. It's going as best as 2020 can can give you. That's kind of how it's going. So, What do you think about uh, all this craziness that's going around? With uh, the elections and all that oh, stuff. Oh man, you know, I I was gonna tell you before you hit the record button. You know, <laughs> if I uh, if I pull a, a Giuliani, you're gonna have to cut that from this recording. Cause <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I pull I'm like what's yeah. you? <laughs> no, for sure, man. I uh, I go back and I and I will edit it if there's things that that uh, people don't want. Trust me, I've done it. <laughs> I've taken stuff out that I've said that I'm like, oh no, no, I'm not gonna put that in there. That's fine. I'm taking that out. So, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, <laughs> now nah, it's crazy, man. Everything it's you know, uh, both things just been wild on it, and uh, you know, it's uh, as a business owner, I try not to get too political, yeah, of course, you know, of course, because it's you know, yeah, uh, my you know, my uh, as a business owner, everybody, everybody's political views are just green, <laughs> all, as long as you pay, you right. You can't be, you know, yeah, you know, going into all of that. Of course, of course, of course, of um, course. So yeah, I try to stay out of all that stuff. Um, but you know, of course, you know, uh, economically, mm-hmm. I can see why people are on on one or the other. I yeah. can see that view, you know, economically. But there's some things that I just can't get past, and that's why, you know, I. Uh, I didn't vote for Trump this time. Yeah. You know, the last time either. But, I'm just, you know, I, I just, it, you know, um, because there's some things, you know, I just couldn't get past on it. Yeah. And, uh, but economically, you know, if there was a different candidate, that stuff like that, I don't know. It's, I, you know. I was going to say, there, there's a, there's one Republican that I kind of like, uh, his, Crenshaw. He's uh, the guy with the eye Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's an yeah. ex-military guy. Yeah. He. He seems like he knows what he's talking about. Uh, you know, there's some things he says that I'm I'm not really behind. But at the end of the day, you have to kind of yeah. take the bad with the good, be in the middle, right? Yeah. Well, that's you know that's a, and that's I think kind of the problem with uh, definitely with with Democrats and stuff. And is uh, I think a lot of people line in the middle. I think that's where. It, well, of course, if anything you do, you're gonna when you take a big giant poll of. of of everybody, mm-hmm. it's gonna be the middle. Yeah. That's just how it is, right? Yeah. But who's you know closer to that? Um, and uh, it definitely doesn't help you be when you a fist away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it definitely. So. It definitely doesn't help when you hear weird stuff that comes out of out of either side because then it starts pulling from the middle. You know, so then people have to kind of bring decide. it closer. There you go. All right. Yeah, because then it'll feel it'll sound like real far away. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's so you always want to be a fist yeah. away, is what I've learned. All so, right. Yeah. So, so, uh, so you know, we've known each other for a long time. Yeah. Um, I remember going to to Jags. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Back in the day. Yes. And, uh, yes. And, and always seeing you working out and. Uh, you would always tell me little tips here and there, and now you're doing it on the big, big time. You know, you got a business, so 
give us a little background about uh, about just your journey, man. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I've never really thought about it much yeah. on business-wise um, that, that that was something I was good at, you know, and uh, it just so happened, you know, I fell into it with, with a passion of mine, which was bodybuilding, but when I look back when I was a kid, <laughs> you know, I did business stuff that it was like, oh, that's what I was into. Yeah. was business you know like I think I think the first thing the first business venture I did was there was this guy in the neighborhood who would sell um, who was a really good artist mm-hmm. draw like really good you know and I was like two years younger maybe I, I mean I had to have been seven or something maybe yeah I don't know and uh, I said why don't you draw a bunch of pictures and we'll sell them in the neighborhood <laughs> ah, it's all the little kids all go. of us would go we'd knock on the doors and we sell them and we sell this picture. What and people would buy it. it you know? so what, what was it that, that he drew? Or what? Just random stuff. Random just stuff. anything that, you know. But it was funny and people did it. And, you know, at the time it's, it felt like, all right, you know. And then yeah. after that, you know, I did like a lemonade stand, yeah. you know. And yeah. after I found out there were some neighbor girls who uh, wanted <laughs> to help out. Oh, okay. Right? I thought they were your and comp. <laughs> no, so they were, no, no, no. They wanted to, they were like, oh, yeah, they would like hang out uh-huh. while I'm like selling this, you know. And it had to have been maybe... 12 at the time maybe uh-huh. at that that time yeah and uh, they were had to have been like eight or so right and i realized real quickly that i sold more lemonade when they were there ah right and I so then i said you know what why don't you guys like run it and i'll give you half <laughs> and then it was and then so then they would end up running and i would just be filling up the lemonade yeah and the stuff set up and all that and then we split it and you know yeah like, <laughs> so you're so already, just you're yeah just so like you know, I, I used to i think what was it 14, I'd ride my bicycle and I'd go to, to houses and paint um, the, the address. Yeah, ah. the thing, right? And they would always ask, like, what's this for? And then, um, for school. And then, like, I'm raising my. It was just summer money. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was just to get to, some money, man. But so, see, that, and that. Do you feel you like uh, kids nowadays, you know, with technology coming up and everything, they don't have that drive in certain sense to do things uh, like that? Or do you still see that hustle from some? Well, you know. I don't know. It's it's definitely so. I'm kind of on the fence with technology and all that, uh-huh. right? Because it's here. It's going to be here. Yeah. It's never going away. It's only going to get more and more evolved on it. Um, and I believe in you know, China. I'm sorry it, to interrupt you. Yeah. But in China, they they already have like a, a like a like a Walmart type of store. Uh huh. It's fully ran by robots. Oh, shoot. Yeah, see, and, you know, so the technology part of it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you need, you do need to accept some of it. Yeah. Some of it does get a little bit ahead of itself, you know, on that. Um, and when you look back at it, on it, you're always going to have the older generation not wanting to change. Yeah. Right? So, you know, rock and roll music, TV, you know, even, even go back to the newspaper they yeah. said that that was that you shouldn't have the news that fast, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and it's like, what? Like, you know, and, and so that makes you wonder, like, okay, you know, it's yeah. there is definitely this distance uh, between, you know, older generation, newer generation, accepting change, all of that. So there's a ability where you do got to accept some of it. Um, but I remember seeing a because uh, they they talk about how everybody's on their phones and, mm-hmm. and they take pictures of people and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everybody's on the phone, like on a subway. They so this this picture I saw 
was a picture from now, and everybody's on their phone on the subway, right? Mm-hmm. And they go, it much didn't really change. And they took a and they and showed it was a, a newspaper, and they showed a right. picture of the people on the subway, and again, it was all everybody had newspapers. Right. So it's the same, but it's a little different, yeah. now, right? And you know, and and then I think COVID showed that. You know, our technology wasn't as advanced as we thought because we couldn't convert everything to technology yeah. where this would have been the time to do it and it didn't work. Um, and then, I mean, you know, people Zoom and stuff, but I mean, there was a lot of gaps in technology yeah. oh, that yeah. should have, I mean, look at education, all uh, that. They're, they're yeah. trying to figure, still trying to figure out what to do, you know? Yeah. So there's that. And then the other part the servers that it's so done, yeah. And the other part that it's done is shown that people, do want social interaction. Yeah. Actual face to face. So, you know, so yeah. that kind of brought up that that's still here. It's not going away completely yet, you know? Yeah. And so that people still do want that person to person, you know? Yes, and of course. So I think that's a, a you, good thing. To, I think it's more the, the, just the way we're built, right? Like, yeah. you have yeah, to get you know, that. We, we that. can't, we can't receive feedback from, uh, from technology, you know, like you're, you know, it's more than just uh, what we see in here. It's, you know, well, I, I mean, it is seen here in, in that, but you're picking up multiple clues yeah. that when you're They're talking mannerisms. to somebody, right, and yeah. you're receiving that and using yeah. that to kind of build your your image and what you're trying to understand. You know? Yeah, many times, man, um, with uh, you know texting and social media, people. Get in, get all heated on Facebook because they're reading it in the right. in the form that they're you know in their tone that in their right. head, right? Right. So, oh, yeah. so, um, so going back to to you, you start. What year did you start? So, bodybuilding? so yeah. So then, uh, so I kind of give you a brief kind of background on it. Yeah. You know, school wise, and they kind of always say this with entrepreneurs is they're not really that good at the school, right? And that that was me. I wasn't bad at school. Yeah. I just kind of got through it you know and it was also but I, I will say that early on I never felt like there was something I was good at when you you know people are good at, at art like yourself you know or they're good at um, you know science yeah, and math you know art my brother you know, has, a, has a math yeah. degree and see all I, those I freak out with that still all those I'm like none of these I'm good at no. so I'm thinking what the hell you know and back then, you know, like as if it's really that long ago, but it kind of is. Um, high school, you know, at least our high school did not have any sort of business stuff. The only thing I was good at in school was history. That was it, right? And I, and I still like history. Yeah. Now, but once I get into college, even the first couple of years, you know, when I went to school here, Texas A&M, Kingsville, then, you know, I'm still kind of just going through them. And then I get into the business courses, and then it's like everything clicks. And I'm like, oh, this is what I'm good at. Yeah. This is how, you know, and I think, you know, I was getting A's and stuff in the in college and business classes. And I'm think I'm like freaking out. Like, how is that even? Because that that's not, you know, I wasn't, I was more of a. Of a B student, you know, very yeah. average, and it kind of, you know, was was interesting to to see that. And then, uh, of course, my passion was fitness, and I got into that here. Uh, I got into that when I was about sixteen. Okay, you know, I started doing that. Uh, I wasn't happy with the way I looked. Yeah, you know, I, I think around um, that that age, everybody yeah, starts to kind of yeah. start lifting weights, right? A bit, and right? you know, so I wasn't happy with the way I looked. Um, I wasn't, you know, wanted to. To be a little more fit, you know, I want to work out and, and 
and get that look. I watched a uh, documentary on, um, I watched two documentaries, right? So I watched one on Charles Atlas, who he's the one who kind of invented the little uh, cartoon. Uh, it was like where you'd mail in uh, to get this like booklet on working out. Uh-huh. But he's the one who came up with his advertisement was a cartoon of, of a guy kicking sand in another guy's face. At the beach. <laughs> right? That's where that comes from. You know? Okay. And uh, so I watched that and I was like, oh man, that's cool. And he doesn't use weights. It's all stuff at home and everything, you know? And I was like, oh, you know, so I started working out at home, push-ups and all that. And then watched a uh, documentary on, on Arnold. Of course. Yeah. Pumping iron and yeah. all that, right? It was like a, you know, and uh, started getting into that. And then... Uh, I just started growing, you know, I started seeing changes. Uh, of course, you know, there's always the, you know, when you're not, when you don't have a lot of confidence mm-hmm. in yourself, uh, you know, you tend to, to get picked on a little bit and all that. Yeah. So, you know, there's a little bit of that going on and everything. So I think working out really, it changed my physique, but it changed my confidence mainly. Yeah. And that's what I think really kind of was huge for me, especially mm-hmm. At that time and that age, you know, I'm never, I was never really good at sports or not. So I had nothing to boost that confidence and fitness kind of did it for me. And fitness you know? and, and, and then, weights. yeah. And then as I got older, you know, it was kind of like, well, let me mix that fitness with this business, uh-huh. you know? And then I saw an opportunity there uh, to open a gym and. and yeah. Cause doing that. I mean, Kingsville was kind of in a dry spill, huh? For a well, long time. So yeah. With so business, with, with a gym. Yeah. So I originally was going to. Um, invest in a MMA gym ah. that a guy was trying to open up who already had one. I don't really want to get to names, but yeah. he already had one and he was going to do another one, but it was going to be like a franchise deal. Mm-hmm. It's going to be bigger. And I said, can I, let me carve out a spot to do um, a gym, like a 24 hour gym in it. This was in Corpus. Uh-huh. And it ended up not working out. You know, he did it. After all, it didn't do well and ended up failing. Um, but that's, you know, how it goes. I don't know why it failed, but yeah. there's many reasons. And could be. Um, it's so very then, hard, man. I yeah, feel it is. Too. And so for me, I ended up looking for something else because already, you know, it kind of got me wanting to do something. Yeah, you got so, that itch. Right, exactly. Yeah. So then I ended up, uh, someone, and I, man, I can't even remember who at this point, told me, go out to Alice. Uh-huh. Like, Alice? Like, I think I'd been there just a handful of times, you know, at this <laughs> yeah. point. I'm, you know, 28 at the time. And uh, they're like, dude, it's a booming city. Like, booming. Yeah. Right? Especially with the oil at yeah, that time. Yeah, so at that time, 2013, yeah. dude, it was booming big time, right? I go out there. There's only one other gym. It wasn't 24-hour. And so I was like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. You know, and ended up um, opening there, you know. And then after that, uh, came into the the Kingsville market just because you know it's my hometown and yeah I always felt that it that there wasn't enough there wasn't a gym to me that that was a full-on business ran like a business I it always felt like they were a side hustle mm-hmm. and they were like kind of there and they were you know you weren't really it didn't feel like you know at that time I had already been living in Corpus for a while and going to the bigger gyms, all that. Yeah. I'm like, how come something like that's not here <laughs> in Gainesville? You yeah. Know? And, I mean, like a Gold's Gym right, quality exactly. place, you know? So then I uh, took that opportunity and did yeah. that. And, you, and you've been doing that since? Been doing that since, yeah. So And so, because um, I remember you you would travel a lot, right, with, with bodybuilding and all that? And Yeah, so I got into bodybuilding um, 
you know, competitions and everything. And, and how's and that? that's fun. Now, how's that, that, that era of, of Oh, the... man, it's a whole subculture. It's it a is, complete right? subculture. And, and to anyone that's not um, a part of it, it's very odd. And they would think it's very weird, you know. But that's any subculture, you well, know. Because like, I mean, basically, like they're, they're. I mean, you're you're seeing guys that are huge, man. They're like freaking walls with legs, right? <laughs> it is. It's you know, it isn't. It isn't. Like at that time, all there was was you know magazines uh-huh. that I was looking through. Dude, you know? so I was looking through the magazines, like man, these guys are jacked. They're yeah. humongous, you know. Right. And Take this I, protein. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. And then I meet some of them, and they're big. But they weren't like ungodly big. They, yeah. you know, the pictures did them a lot of justice. Uh-huh. Um, and it looked like you could get there. Yeah, uh, you would have to, of course, give up everything in your life to be there. Right? Yeah. But it did look still obtainable when you met them in person. When you see it in the in the magazines, it was kind of like, holy crap! Like, there's no way. Yeah. That's obtainable. No way. But then you meet them in person, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I guess you could. Yeah. You know, get like that. It would just be a whole lot of dedication. Yeah, um, that that. And, so so yeah. take us into a day, say like, because uh, now I believe uh, you sponsor a lot of athletes, right? For, yeah. For bodybuilding. Yeah, and, for bodybuilding, and, and you know, and then other sports. You know, I was uh, that's something that I enjoyed was bodybuilding because again, I wasn't. Um, sports is more than just being the strongest and fastest. Yeah. You gotta have some talent. Of course. You gotta have some talent. And for me, I didn't have it. <laughs> and and so I just never really did well in sports. But with bodybuilding, it's an individualized sport. It's yeah. something that, you know, it's you can train harder and harder and, and make you know, and then it becomes this uh to go to the next level and every level after that, it's really a mental game, not a talent. Yeah. And to me, um, and again, there's some that have better genetics than others for that. Yeah. Um, I would say that I'm on a little bit more on the better side when it came to that. When I started working out and building muscle, it, it came a little easier um, than some. But again, getting to the next level every time, it's more of a mental process. Like whether or not you're reading, uh, doing research, seeing if this works, seeing if that works. You got to be patient. You got to, you know, all these yeah. things. And uh, ended up doing well with it, yeah. you know. And I, I did that for quite a while. So when I see people that are trying out for the sport and and trying to, because it kind of got give, big again, right? It got big again with social media. Yeah, social media really brought it. They started up doing again. the what is you it? Know, the battle on the bay here, the bay. and it got really big. And yeah. social media really blew it up at the time that I first started competing. I compete. I started at twenty years old, uh-huh. right? And uh, it was like, like. Um, like posters at a gym <laughs> that would say that these are shows and, t- and you're like yeah. and then you would mail them like a, a, a what do you call it um, like a uh, an application you know like the entry form you uh-huh. would like mail it to them with a check and all yeah. that you know? and it was very very different right yeah um, and now I mean you just go to a website and they're all there and you see them see all of them and, and then they're live streaming them they're doing all these things so when i compete when i first started competing it was none of that which honestly you know i'm kind of glad because those first couple of shows i did oh my, man i would not have wanted that for people to, to see, see. What I, <laughs> now looking back it's like oh my gosh you know yeah um, thank god they didn't have you know they weren't put, putting those up on the internet or nothing yeah then, you know <laughs> so did you um like when you would go to the shows and stuff like like so many days out, right? You can't have this or you can't do that. Or... Yeah, you know, and it's um, it's all 
kind of because um, I follow a, a lot of I follow some guys on on YouTube like uh, Greg Duchesne. Mm-hmm. Uh, this other guy that owns Gaines Bakery in New Bronzeville, uh, his name's Ross. Okay. He, uh, the only reason I know those people is because I was watching this other guy, like, I got really into keto at one point. Okay. And there's this guy called, the uh, Goody Beats, right? Uh-huh. And he would do nothing but keto and he would do all this stuff. So I would watch his show on YouTube and, uh, he talks about, you know, doing this, doing that. He went from like. 240 to like 185 but he looked yeah he shredded right and he would talk about uh Gaines Bakery in New Braunfels how they they have um like all these sauces that they put on their food that the guy makes himself right oh is it that one uh it's not the flavor uh it's like poppy seed uh oh, no not know. flavor god oh okay no 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 no, no. this okay. one is totally different dude oh, yeah. i I'm like, okay. I almost ordered the sauces because you could get like a four pack. Yeah. Oh. But man, dude, shipping kills you. I even told Loud, I was like, let's drive to New Brunswick. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want to try it, man, because I follow that. Yeah. So that guy, uh, Ross, he just became like a pro bodybuilder. Oh, okay. So he's yeah. like legit. He shows, like, I follow his stuff on, on YouTube and he talks about, uh, he's going to make a shirt. And I think it's a pretty good shirt because he goes, trade like a bitch, look like a beast. <laughs> and he meant because he says there's a lot of guys that go to the gym and they get 100 pound oh, yeah, yeah. dumbbells and, and they're doing shoulder press and they're going half reps and, and he, he's he's a big ass dude right but he doesn't look this heavy he lifts That's with 50s 50 pounds and he goes all the way up he's like okay you gotta fully stretch and he's like 12 reps of that to, it shows me more than yeah. half reps well of, you know I think also it kind of goes back on the person's kind of genetic makeup you know, and for me, I don't well, lift real heavy either. Yeah. You know, and uh, I always kind of uh, compare it to, you know, like that's a good thing. Yeah. That you can build muscle without having to lift that heavy. You know, exactly. it's kind of like getting a buzz or getting drunk off of two beers. You know, it's kind of like, hey, yeah. that's a good thing. You're spending yeah. a lot less money here. <laughs> it doesn't take a whole lot to get, you know, you don't yeah. want to drink a whole yeah. 18 bag just to get a buzz, you know. Yeah. And um, so, so, so yeah, for I'm me, you know, for me, it's kind of a. Uh, I've always liked the fact that oh you don't have to go to you know I don't have to go that that heavy. So but what, again, there are times where you get into your head of yeah. I want to be you know this and that or whatever, and uh, and you end up lifting heavy and going along with some of the stuff. And but you know I didn't do that for too long. Do you ever um, since I mean you know since you've opened your gym, it's been open for a while. <laughs> have you ever went in there and? You walk around, you're looking around, you see people trying to lift heavy, and you're just like, God damn. Yeah, you know, I've... I've like, like... Yeah, you know... Like, they're they, making themselves kind of like ridiculous right. in a sense. Right, right? and it's, uh, you know, for most of the... You know, and I'll see that. Yeah. Right, I'll see that happening sometimes. And sometimes, you know, they'll ask me questions on this or that, and I'll kind of give them my feedback and everything. And um, But a lot of the times, I'm just glad that they're in there. Yeah. Because... There's a lot of other non-physical things they could be doing. Exactly, and it's kind of good that they're there, you yeah. know. And um, you know, so I'm, whenever I see younger, you know, and, and usually it is the younger that are kind of starting to lift heavy and yeah. all that. Um, you know, I'm just glad they're there. And it's like, hey, you know, that's good that you chose to to get into fitness and to to care about your body and you know and uh, you know and then and not do something else. You could be doing something else. Yeah. But they chose to do this, you know, and, and to me, that's what brought my confidence out. That's what made, 
you know, kind of gave me my path. Um, and so it might be doing that for other people, you mm-hmm. know, helping them out, give them a little, uh, right. information, you know? So, um, and I had something I was going to, so, so like for my kids, like, so I coach powerlifting at the, at the high school. Right. Mm-hmm. And the kids always try to get me. They're all come do it, sir. Come, yeah, come, right. Come, you, come. Yeah. I'm like, those, those days are, right. you know, and it's funny. I'm going to, I'm going to say something about that. Uh, about the coaches and stuff in high school and everything, right? There was so <laughs> uh, I did you know some fitness stuff in in school, but it was um, through a ROTC. I was in that, right? So uh-huh. I wasn't in the whole you know sports or anything, but I yeah. did the ROTC and everything, right? Um, and I liked it. I was good at it, you know. Um, and there's you know like a PT program, right? And so I was doing that and everything, and we would run and all that. And even when I was younger too, you know, you have to run, yeah, PE and everything. And then the I would always, I would always like hunch over to try to breathe afterwards, right? Do you see what they came out with the new study? No, on that. Uh uh-uh. Because what what what, what what did all the coaches would say when you would hunch over to breathe after you finished running? Hands on your head. Yeah, right to get more stay, oxygen. Stay tall. Yeah, it's all. BS. I still tell it's them BS. That. Really? Yeah, because that if you look at the science on uh, it, uh huh. There's a reason why your body's doing that, why you want to bend down and breathe. It actually opens up more blood vessels in your lungs. Really? You can inhale more and breathe when you're, in more when, when you're, you're hunched, hunched, over. hunched over. And um, the uh, the back of your lungs oh. actually has more, uh, it takes in more oxygen that way. Huh. And so that's why you do it, right? And I'm like thinking, it, and whenever they say that, I always want to be like, oh yeah, shut up. You know, like I'm, I'm doing this, like trust me, it's helping yeah. Versus standing up, right? And so now I still tell them, that, yeah. No, so it's now not, I'm not going to tell them. Now I get, and then that, and some people are like, yeah, but they just say that so that it's kind of like, like, um, to like, like walk it off almost in a way or something, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. But really, for oxygen, that's how you're supposed to do. It. You are supposed to bend down to breathe. Really? Just do what your body tells you. To do. It's pretty much what it is. Wow, yeah, I, that's something I never anything, knew. So. I learned something today because yeah. I still tell my kids that hands on your head, you breathe yeah. in through your nose yeah. and explode it out your mouth so you can recalibrate your breath. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's something about, about, you know, when your body really needs oxygen, Yeah, it, you listen to your body, it'll tell huh. you what to do. Wow, I had yeah. no idea, bro. No idea. So, uh, lifting heavy and this is a, this is kind of a, a ser- like a serious topic, okay. I feel, because when... There's a lot of kids that have lifted heavy all through high school. Mm-hmm. They get to their senior year, and a lot of them don't want to lift anymore because they're like, oh, my back hurts. Right. Or, I have a, we have a, a, a few kids that are already yeah. like, oh, coach, I, my, you know, my back hurts. Right. And I'm like, you need a stretch. You need a, you need to go check it out, you know. Uh, but a lot of it is, uh, you know, in football. You know, mm-hmm. they, All they, the sports are doing it, you know, and they're all incorporating – uh, working out and lifting weights into into sports, which is something fairly new. Yeah. That's like a you know, you know, kind of because that's only been happening in the past. You know, I don't know, twenty thirty years or so. Before yeah. that, they thought that working out and lifting weights actually made things worse because you get like all muscle bound and this and that. So if you are a track person or you're a basketball player, baseball player, they didn't want you to lift weights. Yeah. Because they wanted it to where you, you can still move. and Leaner you can, muscle. Yeah, your flex, all that. And then they realize, like, oh, no, it helps. Yeah, lifting it does helps, help. you know? It does. Um, but when you are chasing the number, yeah. and you're chasing the weight and the number, then 
it's very different. That is not a fitness thing. That is purely a sport, and it's definitely not fitness uh, in the sense that you are trying to change the way you are looking and the way your body is, right? You're doing this based purely on performance, mm-hmm. right? So in powerlifting versus, you know, bodybuilding, stuff like, you know, yeah. powerlifters, you're going to lo- you're gonna find the easiest and most efficient way to move weight, Yeah. right? But those things might not be the best thing for your body. And it, they also might not have a positive reaction in the sense that you will build muscle or you will build, you know, now what you might build is strength, yeah. but it might not equal to muscle. Well, yeah, right? because a lot of the, the like the strong men, mm-hmm. they, they, I mean, most of them don't look like they right. do anything. You know what I'm saying? They got big guts. They just look like, mm-hmm. they look like they do stuff, but right. they're not cut. They're just big right. people, right? But they're doing it for the numbers. It's right? for the numbers. So it's all, you know, and that's why when you see, um, you know, a power lifter squatting, their squat is very different stance than a you know pro bodybuilder who's been doing this for a long time, and they're doing it very differently. They're either you know doing their their stance is different, the way they lift the weights different, the amount of weights different, the number of times they're doing it is different. Like everything's because they're yeah. they're going for a different reason. They're going to build muscle or they're going to condition muscle. They're not going for the number. If they're going for the number, then all that changes. Yeah. You know, so what I always kind of say, you know, that that kind of separates the two is powerlifting is about how to move the weight the easiest. Where bodybuilding is how to make it harder. But and that that the like bodybuilding and getting real, you know, chiseled and, and cut that's kind of like uh like you could kind of get it not addicted to that but oh, yeah, you you, get you, you 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 get to where you're like oh I'm you get addicted. addicted you get addicted oh, yeah it's, to the, it's a it's an adrenaline uh push and then also it becomes this thing about um I always remembered curls for the girls yeah it also becomes this <laughs> this uh you know you you correlate your your confidence to it yeah right you um there's of course endorphins and hormones that are going on, so then that goes into effect, just like uh, drugs do. Yeah, yeah. Right? So when you're taking a drug, or you know, then it releases the chemicals ser- in the ser- brain, the uh, serotonins, and all these other things yeah. that make you want to do it again. But well, lifting weights does the same thing, so yeah. it makes you already want to do it again. And then when you start doing it, you're like, all right, yeah, this is why I'm doing this again. Um, so there's that, right? So you got this mental release going on. Um, then you've got it tied to your confidence because you're doing something that shows some changes, yeah. right? And then maybe even people are noticing, right? So yeah. then this, again, this confidence ties to lifting weights. Um, and then the other part is uh, you start seeing changes. And what? And then you start to d- wonder, how far can I take this? Yeah. Like if I see two abs right now, oh man. I want to see four. I want to see six. So you keep going and going and going. But abs and, are and overrated. Just, <laughs> abs are overrated. Uh, yeah, definitely. No, it, it's hard. But you become <laughs> you become in this like, oh, you know, I see this little muscle coming out. Oh, wow. Yeah. I want to see more of it. I want to see more of it. So then there's that part of the addiction too is that you are you get into the change and you want to see what your body was capable of doing, how far you can make these changes, right? Yeah. Um, so it gets very addictive and, and it's just finding the balance though, you know, and I think that... I see some bodybuilders that lift uh, and 
and who are really into it and, and people that aren't bodybuilding, they just, you know, do it as a hobby and stuff. And, you know, it's definitely like, well, when you get old, as you get older and stuff, you start to find more balance with it. Yeah. You know, and, um, but it's something that if it's done right, you know, then you can have, it's good to have somewhat of an addiction to it, I guess. Of course, you know? right. Um, Healthy. My, but, but definitely have the balance with my, it, you know. My, uh, you know, my, 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 my father would always tell us growing up, because every time we'd, you know, be at the house, I'd go to the garage and I'd sneak in and I'd look and he'd be there working out, doing pull-ups, you know, the old school okay, stuff. yeah. And uh, so that's kind of always been in my head about lifting and stuff like that. And then uh, freshman year, I told him, I was like, Dad, I want to start lifting weights, you know. Yeah. I just want to just get better. So he, he bought me a little weight set, you know, and, and got some of the cement weights from the garage, <laughs> took them to my room. Yeah. And, I thought I thought I knew everything, and I yeah. would buy those muscle books. Yeah, I would see, and they they would post their workouts like yeah. pyramids and all this other stuff, right? And I'm like, if I do this, I'm gonna look like that guy. Not the case. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, like, well, recently oh, before yeah. COVID, I fucked up my arm. Yeah, uh, but I remember that? Yeah, and it's. I mean, how are you doing with it? It's still there. I, I haven't fixed it. It's uh, it's only a partial tear. So, yeah. the 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 doctor told me as long as I still got movement, I should be okay. If you're a professional athlete, they would have fixed it. Yeah. But because you're a I'm weekend not. warrior and you're yeah, you know you do more working out more for fitness, yeah. you know, and your health, then it's not necessarily um, required to fix that, you know, and yeah, and it's um, not going to make too much of a difference on there. You to still be, have movement. Yeah, I still got movement. I still got my like I still can lift. Uh, I think it's more cosmetic. Yeah. It just looks weird. Well, I mean, it's it is cosmetic, but there's also some, you know, and, and so that's kind of weird too, right? And I think about that because people will say, "Oh, I tore this or I tore that," and they didn't get it fixed. Yeah, and they're like, "Yeah, but I, everything's still the same." I'm like, I don't know though because. The body had to have had that for a reason, you know. <laughs> so yeah. you're there's, so there's, no. there's probably something you're not really good at, or you can't really do, and the other muscles are compensating for it, right? Of so course. you know, depending on where you tore your bicep, it might be a rotation. You know, maybe you can't open a pickle jar with that hand when you, but you've never noticed this yeah. until one day you have to do it, and you're like, oh, so that's what tore. I get you. was that part. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I can't do that. Like, now you know, I it's like it. I can do all these other. Now movements, I need that machine, but I can't. Do, yeah, right? <laughs> I can't do that one specific movement. Right. Yeah. Um, I remember tearing something in a shoulder. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know where, but something tore my shoulder because it got all purple. Right. Uh-huh. And uh, this was a totally accident. I fell down my parents' stairs. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, I wasn't drunk or nothing like that. You know, if, honestly, if you were drunk, it'd probably be better because you just go with the fall. Yeah. I tried to stop my fall, right? I tore something. There's all this blood and everything that inside the muscle, you know, inside because it bruised the next day. Um, I couldn't, after a while, the pain went away, but I couldn't figure out what happened, uh-huh. what I what I did, right? And then finally, um, there's this one movement that a uh, I saw on YouTube where they're like... Uh, this, you know, this movement shows that it's this thing that you tore or what, right? And you're kind of like um, trying to figure out what it is. And it's putting your, I had to put my hand behind my back with the palm out uh-huh. and then push away from your back. And I couldn't do that. And it was like, well, oh, in the hell would I do? You know, but still that's, and so it was one of those things where like, cause I thought, man, I can still do everything fine yeah. with my, uh, my shoulder. So what exactly is wrong? You know, and it was that. So, you know, and it just depends on what 
what sport you're doing or what you physically need and whether yeah. or not you should well, get prepared. I messed it up doing jujitsu, and we weren't even rolling hard. I was going slow with uh, just working on on uh, like you kind of flow roll with mm-hmm. another black belt, and uh, I had an underhook, and I was going down to switch my base, yeah. and pop. I guess I was just because at that time I was lifting real like I was lifting pretty consistently at, at your gym. Yeah. Fit twenty four. <laughs> if you haven't been, you need yeah. to go. It has a sauna. <laughs> <laughs> Probably one of the best things uh, that because saunas are like super healthy for you, right? They are, you know, and it's it's definitely um, you know definitely get your um, your sweat going. And uh, I mean, I can't do it for very long in there. I'm like, oh my gosh! But you know, definitely relaxes the muscles and all yeah. that, and, and kind of. I heard that that it helps with, uh, and that was mainly one of the things. Like when you opened up your gym and mm-hmm. you're like, I'm ha- I'm gonna have a sauna, and I yeah. was like, oh shit, because nobody in town has yeah. one. So again, nobody in town has one. <laughs> so it, and then I would listen to Joe Rogan and uh, Joe Rogan. He would talk about the benefits of a sauna and how it, you know, the the abnormal cells can't uh, thrive in heat, and if you do a sauna every day for 20 minutes. It really helps blood flow. It helps with uh, your abnormal bl- uh, your abnormal cells, and uh, so I was like, "Huh?" So movement, you know? Yeah, and yeah. and all that, and especially you know, getting older, you know, shit, everything hurts, yeah. and uh, so it's definitely a good thing to do at the end of a workout. Go sit in the sauna for like 10, 15 minutes, you know. Um, but uh, so yeah, like that that was one of the, me- the reasons why that. Your gym was 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 uh, different than all the others here in town, and uh, now, you know, with your business, uh, it was when y'all first opened. It was, you know, talk of the town. Everybody was, yeah. you know, Fit Twenty Four, Fit Twenty Four, yeah. and then COVID happens. And uh, so, if you want, touch on Ooh, maybe yeah. some of the things that that came with that, man. COVID's been hell, man. It's been a. Uh... It's definitely a dumpster fire of a year, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's it's kind of tough because it doesn't affect everybody the same. Yeah. You know, it, it was strategic in who it affected um, financially, I'm speaking. Um, and, uh, and then, again, there's the whole virus part of it that affects people differently, obviously. Yeah. You know? Um, and, uh, you know, so there's time. It definitely affected us, being fitness. Fitness was a big one of that that it affected it, and you know uh, affected restaurants, bars, all that. But then it left out some businesses that really thrived during this. You know, online shopping. Yeah. You know, grocery stores, liquor stores. You yeah. know, all that they really benefited from this. Um, and you know, it's uh, DoorDash. It's, all that. You know, yeah, it's something that it's hard to have predicted. Mm-hmm. Um. And definitely something that even if you could predict it, I don't know if I would have changed my business model by much if I would have, you know, had this prediction. Like, um, so it's kind of frustrating in the sense that there's nothing really I could have done differently yeah. about it. Uh, so you kind of got to kind of live with it on it and just kind of uh, be very um, reactive in that um, and make sure that you're trying to do your the best decisions you possibly can. Yeah. Um, you know, we fully got shut down for at least two months that we were completely shut down. That was, um, you know, a, um, a government order, you know, it's 
See, and, yeah. and that's one thing that I guess a lot of people um, have misconceptions with about, you know, shutting down. They're like, well, businesses need to, you know, provide for their families. And everybody knows right. that you know, you're supposed to. Right? right. How else are you supposed to? But my argument is if the government is going to shut you down or, you know, locally or whatever, they should compensate. They you. should compensate. Right. You. And, um, you know, and, it, and it's definitely shown some some problems with the government. Um, in all of this, you know, yeah. it's definitely very, very easy for you to send them money. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yet that upstream of money that goes up is like almost impossible for money to come down that way. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's no downstream. Yeah. There is no, there was no way for the government to directly hand you money. Yeah. Federal government. Right. Um, so it took a long time for that stimulus and other stuff like that. The, it was PPE, and, and and they you know spent all this time trying PPE, to figure right? yeah they spent all this time trying to figure things out because there was no nothing planned like that yeah. right there was no way they had that set up so you know it brought that out it brought out that we're not very good at that the government's not very good at that yeah um, and definitely you know you know it, it's kind of when we were shut down. We applied for that PPP, you know, um, and you know it's a it's a loan, yeah, that could potentially get forgiven, which they're looking at how they're going to forgive it. And I thought they things like that, like as long as you yeah, pay your workers. And, yeah, so there's a whole lot of rules right? on it. Uh huh. You know, I'm one who. But what's what's upsetting, man, and is that billionaire corporations got those same small businesses. Right. And you know, and it, and it is needed. Yeah. Um, to, but they're not small to, businesses, man. They're not small businesses, but it also, it's kind of this, uh, also this conception of, you know, should people have to pull from their savings and their profits to cover this? And that's not just small businesses, but even corporations, should they have had to pull from that, you know, for this? And, you know, I don't really think they should have. And I think, I mean, there's a whole lot of things that could have been done differently, you know, and to not even be in the situation, but yeah, you know, we're here, right. Yeah. Um, you know, we chose, we got the PPP and, uh, I didn't use it the way that I was instructed to use it because I didn't think that that was the right way to use it. Um, they wanted me to pay employees to be home and I did not because they, the employees had the option to file unemployment. And they would actually make more money that way. Yeah. So why would I use that money to pay them, which they would get less? Right? Yeah. And then to top that off, when we open back up, I'm going to have zero capital to run. Yeah. So it, to me, I said, now I'm going to save that till when we get to open back up. And then I use this to pay employees until profits start coming in. Yeah. Right. Um, and it's just, you know, there was a lot of a lot of like little things that just didn't work with the PPP. So I didn't do things exactly like that. Right. And then, uh, sure enough, then later they come out with, okay, all those rules are out the window. We'll just kind of like pretty much, you don't have to owe it at all. If you're under a threshold of like 150,000 that you got or something like that, then just keep it. Uh Don't even worry on how you spent it. Right. Yeah. Um, because they realized that, you know, here they were trying to put all these rules in place thinking that, People were gonna somehow like small businesses were gonna make all this money and like yeah. pay themselves and buy you know a car this or that or whatever and no we were all freaked out yeah. we were freaked out and we all spent majority 
you know, used it just to survive. Yeah. You know, and that's what, so I think they realized that and they're like, okay, we're not going to do all that. Yeah. And we're not going to go through all that paperwork and everything. Um, but, you know, it, it's definitely frustrating because we're closed. We get the PPP, helps you out when you open back up, right? Um, mind you, that's what I chose to do. Mm-hmm. The rules were to pay their employees. And then some people might have done that. They open back up and they have zero now. Yeah. And so and you get what I mean? Um, but I chose to, to to hold it and do it differently, right? So then you open back up, right? So now you're open and everyone's like, well, you know, uh, are you still struggling? Well, at least you're open, right? Well, I don't know. Like it, it's, do you want, you know, a shot to the head or, or bleed to death, you know? Yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah, and uh, it's like, so, you know, are those my only options, right? So, <laughs> so uh, with you opening back up, did a lot of people, you know, cut their their membership or did you keep the same amount of people like oh no we got a huge amount of people right and and with me i've uh i've always been one where you know i think i'm pretty good at business uh but also i'm i look at it as how the customer would feel what is right and what's wrong you know about this what what should i be doing you know differently differently than the way other you know companies are and it's really getting in the customer's mind, which is not that hard, which is surprising because a lot of businesses don't do it. And the reason I say it's not that hard is because you are a customer everywhere you go. Yeah. So how is it so hard to think like a customer? Yeah. You know, and so so uh, even even before COVID, right? People always would sometimes complain about you know, oh well, when we cancel, you know, we sign this contract, but that I don't know. That's not what we're doing. We didn't have contracts. It's an acknowledgement that this is how we do our transactions. Is It's an automated. Yeah. So if you need to cancel, you need to tell us or yeah. else you're going to get charged, right? Yeah. And it was a where gold and other places are like, we need it in writing. You yeah. need 30-day notice. Yeah. All that kind of stuff, right? Like, okay. And 30-day notice, you know what that is. Yeah. That is to get an extra month out of you is what that is, right? I don't do that. I make it to where as so long they, as we, as long as you get here before your draft date, uh-huh. we're going to do our absolute best to go in that system and, and shut you off. And take you out. And, and be done with it. You know, just yeah. get to us before that transaction comes through. Yeah. Um, we don't go through all that other stuff just to trick people. And of get course extra not. money and all that. So when COVID hit, you know, to me, I see it as I'm not going to do anything that makes it harder on people. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything, you know. We took emails, we took Facebook messages, we took, um, you know, people coming in, phone calls, everything, and we would suspend you. No problem, no questions asked, nothing. You know, it's like, you know, this is your health. Yeah. Uh, this is your personal decision. Yeah. So if you need to suspend your membership or you need to cancel, like we would work on that. We would take care of that for you. Yeah. You know, we're not going to put up barricades in your way of that. Yeah. Right? Um, and... And then it there's those, uh, us, and then know. there's those uh, awesome people that said, "Don't worry about it. Don't cancel." Oh yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, you know, and then so it, it frustrates <clears throat> me because you know I'll have I have a lot of, uh, the gym business has a lot of bills, right? Um, and there's some that were still charging me, and I'm like, you know, you, and they're like thinking, well, you know. It's like, well, you still have your, your building, you still have that. I'm like, no, nah, it doesn't. Look, if I'm passing the buck, meaning I didn't charge my employees, yeah. I mean my, my customers, right? 
then why are you charging? Like everybody should be doing this then. It should go all the way up the chain. Yeah. Right. And uh, so, you know, that that really made me, uh, you know, contact a lot of people that I was paying bills to or something and said, look, you need to do something about this. Yeah. You need to figure this out. And, and they're, they're slowly doing that, right? Because I, I got a... Uh... I got a phone call or an email with for my my car, uh-huh. and they're like, you know, if you uh, are in financial you know trouble from COVID, call this number and uh, you cannot have to pay your car for three months. Right? right. I called. Yeah. I was like, hell yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah, you could, you it know, gets packed on right, at it the gets end. On and but, um, you know, uh, but but yeah, it's so you know some some people are doing it right. Yeah. Others are taking advantage of it, you know. Um, but, you know, with us, a lot of people did cancel, you know. And I understand. I get yeah. it. You know, and like, I get it. And it's, you know, um, I'm not, I'm no one to tell them what is right and wrong when it comes yeah. to their health. Yeah. You know, and it's, uh, you know, so if they don't feel comfortable, then I understand, you know. And, but it does, it has greatly affected us. Yeah. Um, and we're just hanging in there, you know, trying to, Still, because it's, it's also, to me, it's one of those businesses where I do see it coming back, yeah. right? Um, I do see that when things get back to more of a normal. Of course. State, and it's coming that, around the that, corner, man. That business, businesses like mine um, are still meant to be there, right? Yeah. Uh, some businesses, though, I will say, is that this might have been an eye opener in the sense that they shouldn't really be open anymore, meaning that technology's kind of overpassed them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, maybe they shouldn't be doing this, right? And yeah. their business model may need to change, you know, whether it be a big restaurant and, and they kind of take into account that, oh, you know what, we do a lot more orders through the drive-through and delivery, so well, maybe we'll make some changes, like uh, you know, stuff like that. Like the new Taiwan uh, restaurant, yeah. That oh they, man, they hit it out of the park with yeah. that. You know, and it's funny about that because they used to have the spot where yeah. So so yeah. So it's funny because I actually was telling uh, uh, Victoria, my they, wife, about it, uh-huh. and I said uh, when they first did that, okay, <laughs> I didn't think it was a smart move. Oh, with just all the to-go plates. With when they first moved from the Taiwan here, uh-huh. and they went to to that uh, new spot, the new spot, right? Which I live on that side of town, right? Yeah. And I get there's not a lot of restaurants over there, so that was kind of good. But they didn't have a full-on restaurant. It was more, it was real like Small. more takeout kind of deal. And then they have no dishes, bro. Like yeah. no hard dishes. So, Everything's in to-go yeah, plates. See, so when all of this happened, man, they hit it out of the park. Yeah, um, but. You know, for all I know, they did take into account their business model yeah. and see that, you know what, I think, you know, we're better off doing more takeout to go and delivering. They did delivery. Yeah. Right? Um, and then being on that side of town, you know, I guess it kind of really fits their their model. You know, their, this new model um, is working for them. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's that's good on their end. I mean, I, I do order occasionally from them. You know, yeah. On my you, side they used to, that's the one thing that I, that I, uh, Sam, if you're hearing this, <laughs> man, uh, bring back the pho, please. Cause that was the only place in town that had pho. And, uh, I would rave about it. Man, he did. That stuff was good. Have you yeah. ever had pho? Uh, I haven't. You've never had pho? No. Oh my God. You need to go to Corpus and go get some pho. And yeah, dude, it's good. It's a big old bowl of soup, and they have uh, slices of uh, meat or chicken in it. But it it has meatballs, 
and uh, the broth is just I don't what know. Is that a uh, P H O? It uh, sounds like it, it's yeah. spelled like pho. Yeah, but it, they call it pho. And is that a uh, Japanese thing, or is that a, a? I think it's another Asian type of. I believe it's Vietnamese. Oh. Vietnamese don't don't quote me on that. Right. I just know that it's good. <laughs> and if you ever, I've been on a kick the last couple of days. Called uh, there's a place in Corpus called Ninja Ramen. Oh, uh, dude. Okay. It's, Where's that at? Uh, it's over there on Holly and Saratoga. Uh, you know that little shopping center where the Claybor Bank is. Not Holly and Saratoga. Holly and Airline. My bad. Holly and Airline. Uh, you know where Murdoch's is? Yes, it's in there. It's in that shop. Okay, center. okay. It's right next to that rock yeah. and roll uh, or the rolling ice cream with the little rolls. Like it looks like they put it flat on the on the. I haven't even seen that one either. Really, yeah. dude. Okay, so <laughs> let me see if I have the. I'll have to check it out. Dude, I'm telling you, man. The the pho, not the pho. The ramen is out of this world. That right there. Oh, nice. Hell yeah. Yeah, dude. We went on Friday, Uh, and I was like, I was craving it. So does the Taiwan here doesn't have that? Or what? Not anymore. Like, he he would always tell me, oh, I don't make it because it's too hot outside. I'm going to wait for it to get cold. And then when it gets cold, I call him. What's up with the pho? Oh, well. uh, Not enough people get it, I bet. Yeah. And maybe if you were having, like, a Christmas party or something, you order a bunch of it, you'll probably make it. Dude, it's legit, Um, bro. It's good, like really good. So, uh, so yeah, man. And like when COVID happened, and you were saying a lot of people were canceling and stuff like that. Like even at jujitsu, a lot of people were canceling. Yeah. And and I remember, uh, you know, they called they called me up and they're like, "Hey, man," because I I live here, right? And I for almost sixteen years, driving up there, I'd be driving every day. Yeah. So I haven't been to jujitsu since my father passed back in july and but luckily you know through through you know my job and everything we've been we've been okay Mm -hmm. to the point where i'm like you know what like no don't cancel my stuff because i still look at it as a it's it's helping helping small businesses yeah and yeah it's uh i just i mean i would love for others to do that (laughs) yeah it's for real um, you know i'm not gonna Force that you know yeah. this is uh, I don't know everyone's financial situation of course, of course. I don't you know know if they're utilizing the facility all of that so you know to me uh, I understand you know they want some value for what they're paying for you yeah. know and and everybody uh, you know they could you know they um, to them you know if they need that and if they feel like they you know feel better or off about canceling it yeah then I understand you know it's understandable and, you know we suspend everyone and and then uh, you know when they when they call in and stuff and then you know um hopefully when things change hopefully they come back you know so is uh is there anything that you have seen uh with all this that whenever it gets starts to get rolling again you're going to change some things up or you're going to like maybe say like you know what let's do this different or let's because i know that the sanitation has has went up like you make all your your employees spray and that was always yeah. before so, you COVID. Know, uh, we actually did a survey here recently. Okay. Right. So we did an online uh, Facebook one. And then we did one when you come in, you scan a QR code, and you fill out the survey, right? Um, on there, it had some questions about our sanitation. Uh-huh. had questions about if, you know, we, we need to be more aggressive with the members 
to sanitize after um if um you know what like policies they you know uh they feel comfortable with they don't feel comfortable with all these you know so there's a big list of questions on there yeah on it um and for the most part a lot of the members said that they do feel that we're being our sanitation is adequate in the sense that you know we're you know staff goes around we clean we also have buckets with sanitizing rags in there mm-hmm. right and it's kind of a you know the whole the whole bucket is just full of a uh, sanitation chemical in there right but it's still safe enough on your hands it's not going to burn nothing like that so you could just wipe down the equipment straight with the rag and it also sanitizes cleans your hands right yeah. when you're doing that right uh but there was also some that were like well i don't really want to use it like that i'm like Okay, that's fine. But yeah. we also have, you know, if you don't want to do it like that, whatever. We also have our spray bottles with yeah. paper towels. And that's always been there. Yeah. You know, we've always had that. Um, so, you know, we're, we're just doing the best we can. On do you it. ever, uh, like, watch your cameras and, and you see, like, somebody that never wipes their shit down? And yeah, like, it happens. And But, like, you see them come in and you're like, motherfucker, yeah. better wipe your shit down. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it happens. Yeah. And we sometimes have to go up to them and tell them. Really? And, yeah, and, you know. Do they get offended when you when well, you Well, see, that's like that? another reason for the survey. Because this isn't my choice. Yeah. This is what the members asked for. Yeah. They asked for this. So when we go up to them, we say, hey, you know, based on our survey, <laughs> yeah, this is what people want to see. Yeah. So it's not us telling it. It's everybody saying this, right? Mm-hmm. So it's hard for them to get mad at that point, you know, that, hey, this is, you know, and, um, you know, and, and we're, you know, it shows the survey was also done there because it shows that we're taking it serious. Yeah, of you course. Know, a lot of businesses you're unsure of where they stand when it comes to COVID. Mm-hmm. Are they taking it serious? Are they like, believe that this is a joke or what? Right. And for us, we are taking it serious, you know, and um, we do have a lot of the extra sanitation measures. We do have the sanitizer. When you walk in, we have the plexiglass up at the front, you know, with, with the staff, um, you know, we're constantly walking around clean. We've got a the spray thing that, you know, sprays down stuff. Um, so we are taking it serious. And I don't know if everyone realizes that, you know, and then so with this uh, survey kind of reaffirmed, you know, okay, you know, they do want to hear where we're at with it. And there's things that we can improve on. And that's why we did it, you know, to to kind of see where they're at with it. Yeah. You know, um, but it also open. It also showed something that I had a feeling. And and that was that those who are afraid of it and not. And for good reason, I can understand, you know, that's their, that's their belief on it. That's their opinion on it. And, and it, you know, those who are afraid of it, no matter what policies I put in a place, no matter what I do, they're still not going to show up. Yeah. Right. So, and that's kind of what I wanted to know. What do you need for me to do for you to come back? Right. And a whole bunch of these, you know, and these were all the Facebook ones because they weren't at the gym to take the survey. Yeah. It was pretty much when COVID's gone. Yeah. Or when the vaccines, you know. Yeah. Meaning that there is nothing I can do. Yeah. That you're going to... kind of out of your hands. If I say, oh, well, I'm going to spray everyone but down when they come in or I'm going to do this. Right? So, yeah. but I wanted to, I wanted that number, I wanted to know, you know, I wanted to get that information, that data, because it shows that I shouldn't waste my time on 
them. Not that they're not worth it, but yeah. financially right now, they're not, right? Meaning that they're not going to show up no matter what I do, yeah. right? So what I need to do is focus on those who show up. Of course. Those who come to the gym, who use the gym on a, on a daily basis and ask them, what do you need to keep you here? Yes. What do you need us to do? What can we improve on? Mm-hmm. But those who, you know, nothing's going to satisfy that. Yeah. Right? And I understand. Again, that's their choice, right? But there's no sense in me ordering these big fogging machines or doing all that because they're still not going to come. Yeah. You know? Still that. And the ones who are there are saying, well, I'd like to see this. Or, you know what? I like that. Or I li-. And so that's who I've got to cater to. That's what i got to build my business around. Of course. Are those. And, uh, and the survey, you know, answered a lot of that. That's good, man. A lot of people don't take the power of a survey, right? Like they just kind of think, well, what, what do I need to do? And they think it's them and it's not. Right. It's just a situation, stuff like right. that. You got so, to listen to your customers, you know, definitely. So uh, I, I, I started uh, doing um, – so I'm not teaching art anymore, right? So like I'm, I'm now at DAP, like where the options where the kids go, right. like if they have drugs, a knife, stuff like that. And uh, a situation came where opportunity gave t- gave me an opportunity came that I was able to jump into the administration uh, nice. level of it, right? So now I'm doing that. So now I'm having to kind of go and say, okay, how can we get these kids to come back, right? right. And uh, but uh, there's a lot of downtime when because I'm still teaching my class there, and I'm doing double duty in a sense, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm the interim, so. I was watching again. I was watching some 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 powerlifting videos, some people okay. lifting weights and stuff like that. And I saw, man, one of the craziest videos. Oh man! So this guy was at a powerlifting competition, and uh, he went to the same competition uh, prior and you know before. Okay. But he was like I think twenty pounds, or he was like in a in a lighter weight division. So he went to a heavier weight division, and his. PR from the last competition was his opener this competition, right? Okay. So he's there and he's lifting and he feels good. The video, you're seeing the video, he lifts and uh, he's squatting. Uh, he's squatting. Boom, he picks it up easy. Easy. So he's like, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to chase this. Like you said, I'm going to chase those numbers. Right. So he jumps his, his weight 30 pounds. So he goes down. Boom, he does it. Easy. He makes it look easy. He's like at... Eight something right now, yeah. right? Holy shit! Yeah, dude, okay. it's, it's a shitload of weight, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like at eight something, you know. And he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the the cap on this uh, competition. So he jumps another forty, right? He forty pound jump, and right off the bat, man, he gets the weight. He takes it off. You can tell something just off. doesn't look right. Yeah, because he's real shaky. He he's not. He doesn't look like he has control of the weight. So he goes down. Both kneecaps oh, break. Dude, I can't watch those videos. Both kneecaps. So so I can never, I can never watch those. He broke both his knees. Yeah. He ripped his quads off the bone. Yeah. Uh, and the crazy part was, you know, they showed him in in the hospital bed, and and there, you know, he's there with a the thumbs up, and it's like, is it worth it, dude? Right. The the doctors were like, I don't think you're ever gonna walk again, yeah. stuff like that. Like three months later, they show him walking, doing calisthenics, doing all this other stuff. So he's there, but then they show him going back to going and and, yeah. and doing it again. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. Like I don't know if I could jump from that kind of injury. Uh, you know, it's it's. Uh, I think that it would be scary. You know, 
Oh, very. Um, you know, and it becomes this, you know, is it worth it? You know, is it worth it? And is it worth it at that time? You know, and, and what he's going through, it might be worth it for him to lift again just to show that he's got his confidence back. You know, and it like more of like confidence in life, probably. Yeah. You know, and uh, it's probably a career that he's going to resign from yeah. and retire from here very shortly. But it's probably going to help. It, it would probably mentally help him to get back into it. Yeah. You know, somewhat. Not enough. You know, definitely don't. I wouldn't probably push it to that extreme. <laughs> but yeah, you know. Um, I saw this other documentary. Uh, this guy, he's an older man. His, I think his name is Lou Simmons. Uh, he is like the they call him the grandfather of lifting or something like that power lifting or something like that like, like he has all these like uh, you know lifting uh, so he has like all these medals and, and all his uh, his the people that you, to go to his gym you have to be accepted like you have to like go in there you get an interview and they like they want to because they're just basically a bunch of people that just they you know, they, they, they take what they want, yeah. they, they, they juice it up, and they go and they just go ham in there, right? Some guy was talking about how he he's ripped both his biceps, yeah. he's infused, yeah. like, his neck so many times, but he's like, I will I will not stop. He's like, this place is, you know, whatever. And it's like, that's cool, but I don't know if I, like, I yeah, it it's Yeah, it's mindset, everyone's, right? Yeah, it's a mindset of... Of where they, you know, and one of it, and again, this is why I say, you know, you definitely want balance in your life. And that is because, you know, there was a time when I was really into bodybuilding uh-huh. that if you would ask me, who are you? Describe who you are, right? I would say I'm a bodybuilder, right? Um, but really, it's that's not really who I am. It's what I do. Yeah. It's something I do, right? Yeah. Um, which means that some of these people may have this uh, connection of it's who they are. And if they lose it, they don't know who they are anymore. That's crazy, right? You know, and and I, I you know, you can see that with bodybuilders uh, who get injured and they are doing everything to get back to it, right? Um, and again, it's because they correlate themselves as... That is who I am. I am a bodybuilder. Yeah. Right? But when you add in more balance in your life, you're like, you know, that is not what who you are. You are just a person who does bodybuilding. Yeah. You're also a father. You're also, you know, a business owner. You're also, you know, all these different things, right? Um, but to some of these people, it becomes who they are. It's their identity. Yeah. And... That becomes can become very damaging because you are hit with things that are very difficult in life, um, and it's no matter what you're going to do, you're going to be hit with difficult things in life. Yeah. You know, it's part of life. It's what, and uh, and during those difficult times, you might not be able to do the things that you tell yourself that that's your identity, and you're not able to do that. Right, so. You get into this depression, you know. You get yeah. into these, to these, you, these feelings and these beliefs because you identify with that, and yeah. you're no longer able to do it. So to them, um, and you know, there were times where I was like that, where you are going to do whatever it takes to get back. Yes, because that is your identity, and you're lost without it. Yeah. 
-hmm. So you're going to do whatever it takes to get back. As you start to add in more balance in life, then you start to realize that it's something I do. Yeah. If I'm not able to do it anymore, can I still enjoy life? You've got to right? fix within. And, right? right. And it becomes this, okay, you know what? I'm going to be more of a coach in that field. Right. Or I'm going to be more of a fan or observer. Uh, maybe I'm going to open a business that caters to some of these people. Yeah. Maybe I'm, because I physically can't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that your identity is lost. You know, you need to really figure that out internally. So, you know, so with bodybuilding, like, because there's a lot of people that talk about like, uh, the, the the stresses of it. You're putting your body through a, yeah, lot, absolutely. Of, a lot of things. How hard is it to really get to that pro level? Like, extremely. Like what, extremely what makes it so hard? Like it's it's extremely hard. It's a uh, it's very 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 difficult in the sense. And and nowadays it seems like it's a little bit easier. Um, and not to discredit all the other all the other uh, um, divisions uh-huh. that are classified under a bodybuilder because you know you've got You've got your men's bodybuilding. You don't really have women's bodybuilding anymore, but it's kind of still there in an obscure way, right? Um, but what replaced it was women's physique. Then you've got figure. Because they're not got, really right, big anymore, right? right. They're more uh, lean. Well, I mean, but they're still there. Yeah. But again, it's an obscure area now. Um, then you've got, you know, your bikini, right? Yeah. And then on the guy's side, now you've got your, not just bodybuilding, but you got your classic and your... Uh, men's physique so naturally with all those divisions you're going to see a lot more pros because there's pros in all those classes right yeah all those divisions um you know i would say this is my opinion yeah for sure is that men's bodybuilding is going to be your most difficult to go pro um, it's just on another level. I just and don't, it, I don't and it push. It's not just on another level in competition with uh-huh. with other people, but it's on another level internally of where your body is going, where you're taking it. Yes, right. Yes. Um, you know, and and I don't know women's bodybuilding, so I'm not talking to them. Uh, but when it comes into the the male part of the of the bodybuilding world or the you know fitness divisions, I would say men's bodybuilding is your hardest. Okay, right. And it's going to take an enormous amount of effort to so, get there. So what would a, a standard day be for a pro bodybuilder or someone that's striving to get into that area? Well, I'm not a pro, but I will tell you well, that. You, well, yeah. But you but were I at was, that, that level. I was at a level competing to become a pro. And yes. There were, there, there's names that I can name off of, of uh, pros that are friends of mine and all of that. Um, and... I mean, it's it revolves. It it has to just okay, just like anything in life, though. If you want to succeed, yeah, you're gonna have to make it your priority. Of course, your right? sacrifice, right? That is your priority, meaning that you will sacrifice other things for this, right? Um, it becomes your 100% priority. You are gonna do whatever it takes to see this through, right? Um, and your a lot of things are gonna fall to the waistline. Yeah, you know, a whole lot of things. Sometimes it's family stuff that's going to fall to your waistline, and again, it and not that it's right or wrong, it just is. And you, if you want to be at that level, you're going to have to sacrifice some things, yeah. right? And then when you reach that, was it worth it? Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But you know, the only way to get there is to sacrifice, right? Because um, so you're, you know, everything 
revolves around it. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. You know, you wake up, the time you wake up, what you're eating, your activity that day, all that stuff. I remember there were times where I was competing to be at that, that um, you know, level or just the level that I was trying to get to. Yeah. Right. It wasn't a pro level at the moment, but it was the next level for me. Right. It was the next level for me. So I had to make this my priority. Right. Of course. And a buddy of mine, uh, I was in college at the time, buddy of mine said, Hey, let's, you want to do flag football and the intramurals and stuff? I'm like, no. He goes, why? You're all like fit and stuff and you don't want to do it. And I said, no, because I don't want to get injured. If I get injured doing some, you know, fun sport thing, um, then I won't be able to bodybuild. Right. And he's like, oh, whatever, dude, this and that. Right. Um, and I think like three weeks later, I saw him and he had a cast on. Mm. He broke his thumb on the flag football. <laughs> right. And I was like, you see, that would have been me. Yeah. And I would have, all this time would have been wasted on it. Right. Yeah. Now, could I have made friends in there, in that sport? Could I have, you know, um, met somebody? Could, you know, it ha- have some enjoyment in my life? I'm like, yeah, probably. But I was sacrificed that. And instead, I'm like, no, I can't do that. No, I can't do this. No, I can't do that. I've yeah. got to do this, right? Um, and that's, you know, so everything you're doing revolves around it. Yeah. You know, and, but again, that's kind of really anything that's your priority. Yeah. It kind of goes there, you know? And yeah. then if it's not, then I'm sorry to say, but you're not going to be the at best that, at it. At that level. You're not going to be at the level of these because and, they're willing to do whatever it takes. And it's kind of like uh, the people that do like MMA and, and right. like... Uh, right, exactly. Like, like after a certain age, you kind of got to look at it and kind of reevaluate. Like there's some fighters in the UFC that they're still fighting and they're like my age. You know, right. I'm, thir- I'm 38. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel old. That's but, how I... You know, I just turned here uh, on Monday. I turned 36, you know, and I don't feel old, but yeah. my... But uh, mentally, but hey, uh, you know, I think, uh, so the other day, um, on my, no, when was it? It was, I don't know, a couple of days ago, I uh, sold this one uh, workout machine. This guy from the radio came to pick it up, you know, and uh, I'm like, so it's just you? You didn't bring like a friend with you? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, it's a, yeah. we're going to get this on your truck? Like, oh, man, you know, like. <laughs> it's it, a it, big. It was a, it was a Stairmaster, right? But yeah. it wasn't a, it's actually an old one. It was a mechanical, pure mechanical. Uh-huh. Right? No electrical parts. It had this oh, okay. like brake lever, right? Perfect for someone's garage. Yeah. Perfect, right? So that's what the guy wanted it for. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm like, all right, well, here's our, my plan. <laughs> all right. Like, yeah. So we'll lay down this blanket. We'll do this. We'll lift it from the back and then we'll just push it up, right? Yeah. So then uh, we do that. If you have any old road machines. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, good God, this thing was heavy. I'm like, oh my gosh, right? Yeah. I don't want it to fall. I don't want it to break. The dude already paid me for it. You know, (laughs) I'm going to like, oh my gosh. So I'm like, move it. Finally, we get it up there. I'm like, okay. That evening, I uh, tell my wife, I'm like, man, my side hurts. Yeah. You know, and then about two days go by and it still kind of hurt. And I and I thought about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what it was. I'm like, I freaking bruised my rib on that damn machine, lifting it for that guy. So I don't feel old, but then things like that happen and then I start feeling old. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I get you, man. Yeah. Like, the, especially like, you know, with jujitsu and I go and people call me sir. I'm like, <laughs> oh, don't call me sir. <laughs> Like, sorry, sir. No, no, no. I'm Steve. Yeah. I'm Steve. Yeah. And 
funny. Some of the parents uh, that take their kids, you know, they go, well, you know, people at our age can't do this forever. I'm all, I'm not your age. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, what age are you talking about? I know. Exactly. So I'm, like, uh, I'm not your age. Yeah, no. I still, like, I it's funny because we're yeah. adults, but, yeah, like, if we're in a room with, like, our parents, I yeah, still feel like they're the adults, right? right? Oh, yeah. No, so I, it's I weird. It. It's I crazy. I definitely get it. It's definitely, uh, it's out there. So, you know, the time frame from you, uh, you know, starting bodybuilding and, you know, mentoring people, uh, have y'all, have you had any like crazy like experiences, any crazy stories to to share about like maybe something that you saw you're like, oh, fuck, like somebody fucked up or their shit. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, me personally, um, I'm not completely out of it. Yeah. I'm Are you looking, thinking about making a comeback? Yeah, you know, I guess yeah. you could say. Um, but I haven't decided when yeah. or what I'm going to do. And really, a lot of it's going to be just kind of that, um, hey, I told you I could do it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right? Like For to, sure. To get my, uh, you know, to get back on stage little, and all that. Little, and, yeah. and with bodybuilding, it's kind of interesting because your sweet spot is really not in your 20s. No. It's, it's like, actually later. Yeah. You know, and that's when your body is mature and it has a different look to it. Yeah. It, it really gets gets to that level uh, a lot easier. Like, what is um, it? Men, like, a, like, peak at what, 42? Yeah, it's, a, you you know, and so to me, uh, and I've got, you know, buddies of mine that are that are pros and, and they're in their 40s and they look great. Yeah. And so to me, it's kind of like, you know what, I want to kind of get to... You know, go for that like Stallone look or something. Hell you know, yeah, he still bro. looks, he still looks good. You know? Dude, Stallone's so, like seventy something. You know, still yeah, freaking... it's crazy. So, um, so I haven't completely given up on on nah, that, nah, um, nah. but I do see it as more of something that is like health. Yeah, health and a yeah. and a hobby and an interest. I'm not doing it for, um, you know, notoriety or of anything course. like that. And I and I'll definitely say. I wasn't ever doing it for money because there's not. Yeah, in it. you're not making. Really you're not, not doing it for for the money. Yeah, there's very little in in, in bodybuilding. In bodybuilding. It's um, like it, uh, it's kind of a. You don't want to be those guys that are at HB still with their weight belt on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Talking so, about macros. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but you know, I've gone. Oh man, I've done all kinds of stuff in the sport. You know, and uh, I personally have torn my pectoral. Um, that was pretty dramatic. Um, it was that from lifting heavy? It, no, it it wasn't. It was just I had a, for a long time. I had been lifting in my garage, and I had a beautiful home gym at that uh-huh. time. Beautiful, but I didn't have a free uh, bench. What I had was a Smith, right? So there's a lot of stabilizing Let's muscles. Describe this for you the know? people out there. What's the Smith, Smith machine? Yeah. So it's a it's an assisted uh, is that the one uh, with the machine sh- right where it locks into place right. Okay. And you can do multiple stuff in there. Squat. You can do bench if you put a bench uh, in there and do bench press with it. Um, and the machine's great in that all it does is stabilize the up and down movement uh-huh. from the bar moving around. And it's really good to have if you're working out by yourself yeah. because it has safeties. Yes. On there, right? oh, dude, I so got... <laughs> yeah, so it has these safeties on there that you're you can just lock it in, yeah. unlock it, all of that, right? Um, so I was do- I had been doing that for a long time as my bench, um, and then I go to it to the gym, and I was gonna do, uh, ch- I was gonna work out chest, and the guy asked, hey, you want to work out with me? So, you know, a friend of mine I hadn't seen in a while, and I was like, yeah, sure, and I was warming up, I was doing everything fine, everything was great. 
felt great, everything. And I guess those stabilizing muscles for the past year or so that I hadn't really been working. Um, oh. They they were not really prepared for this. I got you. And all of a sudden, you know, I, after a lot of warming up, you know, I'm lifting. I think everything's great. And uh comes down. I go up and then whack. And I just hear a pop sound, like almost like a tear pop. The bar falls on me. A guy comes, he picks it up. He's like, dude, you all right? I was like, no, dude. Like, that was, like, dude, you know, and he goes, well, you want to go down and wait? And we get, I'm like, uh, I'm going to go to the ER. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's that. Yeah. You know, I'm like, look at my chest. And it was like up, he, like, raised oh, up. Oh, shit. Like, it completely detached from the bone. Right? I go in there, um, see an orthopedic, and they're like, well, yeah, your, your tendons ripped off the bone. Oh. And um, they're like, we're going to have to put it back. Like you need that and it needs to be done right away or yeah. else you're going to build a lot of scar tissue. So I got that surgery done. And uh-huh. again, that's where this whole identity stuff comes in, right? Yeah. Is you're just sitting up yeah. at the house and yeah. you're just kind of like falling into this. That's, but that's who I was. That's yeah. who I am. Um, what, you know, if I don't get back to it, then who am I as a person? Yeah, you know, all of sure. that because you put so much into it, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, I did get back into the gym. And again, it became somewhat of a confidence thing to show that I could do it again. Of course. Right? Um, and it was, it's, it, it, for me, it helped me out also not fall into like deep depression or something like yeah. that to where you're, you know, just uh, your whole body, just you give up, you know, yeah. all that. Um, so I was there and I was working out legs still, you know, all that with yeah. the sling on, all that. Yeah. And, that reminds me know? of uh, this documentary. I think it's on Netflix. It's uh, the guy that plays Arnold. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he, I, I hadn't seen it, but I heard about dude, it. Dude, it's badass. Yeah. If I've that's something it. you're not going to do later, watch yeah. that, dude, because okay. he uh, he was doing like a. So the whole video is him, and, and it, it starts with him, and he's, like, super skinny, right? And they were like, yeah. He was like, a year ago, he's like, I lost 40 pounds of muscle, this and that, right? Yeah. And you could tell him it's all mental because he looked all down. He looked yeah. all without, right? And then it shows the moment when he fucked up his arm. So he's there, and he he's there, you know, big, whatever. And him and a buddy are, are trying to do uh, – they're trying to, to uh, curl uh, – a standard like bar right right and i think it had like 400 pounds on it him okay. and another guy are gonna do it like curl it together like a tandem oh yes yes, yes. you I get what i'm saying that and then yeah and i remember that so Same he's that. there doing it and then yeah, it's and then like boom, boom. and yeah. he's like ah oh, that was weird and he goes to the doctor and sure enough it, he tore. he tore yeah. it and uh um so he gets that surgery, and then he's the same way that you said. He's there with a sling, but he's still working legs out. Right. So like through the whole video, his legs are getting all badass. He's getting really good. He finally gets healed, right? So he's like, oh, I'm going to celebrate. And he goes to Australia to visit his brother. And they go rock climbing. Right. And the fucking dude slips, mm. and he falls with the, the rope, but he tries to stop himself. Um, snaps it. Or... And he pulls his, and then he rips his quad. Uh, so he's back to square one, dude. And then that's when yeah. all that stuff happened. So, it, I mean, I, I, it's definitely a crazy. And what you say is, like, the part that, that hits me the most is when he said, I was doing it to show that I could still do it, right? Yeah. Like, I, for myself and for, you know, whatever. And that's kind of how it was for me, man. Whenever I went back to jujitsu, 
there was a moment where you know I was trying to you know raise a. If you want more men, there's more. Uh, I was trying to uh, you know there was a there was a point a low point in my life where things weren't going right. Things were kind of you know it was a, a reflection time for reflection, right? And I was listening to this uh, motivational video, and for some reason it just it hit me, dude, like yeah. a like a bull in a fucking china shop. Like yeah. it was like sacrifice who you are now for who you'll become, right? Right. And I was there watching TV, and I was there feeling sorry for myself, and and I was like, you know what? I was like, I always cl- I always said I was I never I couldn't go back to jujitsu. I I couldn't do this. I always said, oh, I don't have time. I don't have the money, and. Um, and I was there watching my my uh, Dish Network with all uh-huh. the with all the channels, and sure, and like like always, there's nothing on the fucking TV. Yeah, right? you're paying yeah, you're paying for all that, and yeah. you still don't have nothing to watch, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, you know what, fuck fuck cable. Yeah. So I canceled my cable, and that money that I was using for cable, I paid jujitsu. Oh, okay. And I can tell you, man, the moment I went back in there, I was a purple belt for like six years. Uh, because I, w- I was never able to go back because, you know, raising a kid and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I walk in and everybody that I trained with that were still there were all black belts. Right. So so when I left, I left as a purple belt. They were purple belts. And when I got back, they were all black belts. Right. And so, in the, 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 so for two years straight, like I literally got my ass whooped. Every single day I went like and and it was more of a mental thing because you're like right. I'm getting beat by uh, you know a blue belt that is a fucking D one wrestler but you don't know that right like he's a fucking legit wrestler uh-huh. so I'm there getting thrown around I'm getting thrown around by sixteen uh, year old judo phenoms yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so but I I never cried I never griped I never complained I still every day would go. And, you know, after a while, man, it started to where the, I started, I started beating people. I started beating those guys. I started doing better. Uh, next thing you know, I get my black belt and then uh, injuries happen. Yeah. I freaking fucked up my tricep. Like, I, yeah, I like, yeah, and then I fucked up my bicep. And then, so it's like. Fuck, and then COVID hits. Uh-huh. And part of me is like, well, I'm kind of glad I got my black belt before COVID yeah. hit. Because then I would never have gotten it, right? But it's true. Like, you really don't know what you're made of until adversity is in your face, right? And you kind of have no other reason but to do it, you right? Know? So that's a good thing, I feel. And uh, so you're, you're, you're thinking about coming back and you're thinking about getting that going? Yeah, I'm not in any rush though. Yeah. You know, it's just something that so I know it, that I'm gonna get back to it at some point. But is it uh, more right the now, diet that you're just like? Blah, blah, blah. No, it's more of I've got other things I'm trying to do. I got you. I got you know, you. I've got other things, and again, it's you have to make whatever you care about. You have to make your priority, right? Yeah. Um, so if I got back to it, um, I still have some things that I'm working on and other stuff, and I wouldn't give it a hundred percent. Yeah. I already know. It's not going to be my priority, so I, I already know that I'm not going to enjoy how how I look and all of that. And I know what it takes to yeah, do it. To do so it. if I was to do it, I would want to take care of some of the things out of the way first because I know that that's going to be have to be a priority. Yeah, you know. Um, so yeah. So you see where you're at with that, right? Yeah, I'm giving it some time. I want to do one. I want to do one. You know, before forty. 
Hell yeah, man. So oh, you got time, man. Yeah, so I got time. You so got I'm time. not, you know, too too much. So and, more or less time frame, you think like when you say, okay, I'm going to start this up, you give yourself what, six months, a year to, to really get to where you want to go? Oh, yeah. you got it, It's at least about six months to, to really get there. And sometimes a full year to... If you got to make some major changes, uh-huh. right? Um, but it definitely, you're putting in a full six months to, well, to this. If you want this cookbook, I got it's fucking bad. I just yeah. got, I just got it. It's actually Greg Duchesne's okay, a- yeah. a- anabolic uh, okay. cookbook, and it's all digital. It's on the phone. Oh, nice. Well, the uh, um, one of the changes that I know would be helpful now uh-huh. that I've learned from when I had competed before. Is I got an air fryer. Oh my gosh, dude. dude. That I was like thinking, <laughs> I wish I had this when I was bodybuilding. Like yeah, yeah. I was using a George Foreman to cook stuff <laughs> and fish and all that. Man, oh my the god. The air fryer is where it's dude, at, man. It's it is. It's like I'm I'm thinking like, man, that would be no excuse so on the meal. You got like a badass <laughs> air fryer or because like, uh, I mean, we, nice we, we got good. we got one, we bought it at Marshall's, forty bucks, bro. Oh yeah? Hell yeah. And you know what? That thing is the best because uh, with COVID, Olivia's fully virtual, right? So me and her mom made a made a made a deal where instead of her coming, you know, standard uh, rates or rates standard time like every other every two weeks, oh, uh, or uh, 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 she's right. so now she's here two weeks and then she's with her mom two weeks. Oh, okay. So I get her half the time of a month, you know. So it's it's more yeah. and it's better. So I taught her how to use the air fryer. Like she, I told her, I said, okay, look, there's thing of nuggets. Uh, if you want nuggets yeah, yeah. or whatever you want, it's just if you want to no, use it's... the air fryer, it, dude, it's a lifesaver, bro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> lifesaver. Literally. I even tried making a, a cake in there. Like a small one, you know? Yeah. Because it says bake on there, and I was like, bake? How the fuck? What are you going to bake? Yeah. So, dude, it's not too bad. Oh, wow. It, it actually, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that anabolic cookbook, dude, it's pretty cool. Like I used it, uh, I just got it, and um, there's one because he always talks about it in his videos. He's like, oh, I'm the anabolic French toast. He's like, I have seven slices, and I'm like, God, how the fuck? Yeah. But in the cookbook, it's four four slices of bread, right? Eighty uh-huh. calories a slice. But you're using egg whites and sugar, not sugar, but uh, like stevia. Oh yeah, yeah. And all that stuff, and then you're using cinnamon, all that. So uh, it comes out to like 250 calories, like for for the four slices, and it's not it's not bad. I use the chalk zero syrup for the like I was real again, yeah, on that keto kick. So it's just hard, man. Keto. Have you ever done it? Yeah, I mean, I've done all kinds of diets, <laughs> everything, you know. What's your craziest diet that you've ever done? So, I mean, I've got a full on, you know, I think the longest I've gone on, um, maybe four weeks straight of all I was eating was fish and vegetables, and that was it. And then egg whites for breakfast, egg oh. whites and spinach, and then fish and vegetable. That is it. That's Nothing it. else. And, you know, no carbs in there yeah. at all. And, and it's just... Again, it's um, it's not for everyone. It's something yeah. that you know um, to some, it's just to show that you could do it. Yeah, you know, you're able to have that sort of control. I get you. You know, you have that kind of self discipline. Yeah, that you could do something like that. I saw uh, there's one. I guess somebody that's like super big on bodybuilding. Uh-huh. I don't know who the name is. I don't know, but he was like, "Yeah, today." I'm just gonna drink all my shit. I'm like, 
What? And literally, he would throw chicken in a blender. Blend it. I knew someone that did that. And drink his fucking stuff. See, with me, what's tough is uh, I'm not a big eater. Uh Uh-huh. So one of my problems was just getting the food down. Oh, man. I would, like, not want to do... I wouldn't want to eat, you know? Yeah. So that was one of my issues with it. So, you know, with owning a gym and and all that stuff, did you ever have to... uh, have you ever caught anybody like doing things at your gym that you shouldn't be doing, or maybe, you know, steroids or anything like that? Crazy, like like where you're like, hey man, can't do that shit here. Yeah, I mean, um, I've had people that occasionally will talk about it, and they uh, it's kind of like and, a faux well, pas, right? <laughs> so yeah, this is weird, right? Because you know it's it's very prevalent. In yeah, probably. yeah. Um, and with social media and everything. You know, you get a lot of young people that talk about it, and the older generation are on. That's behind closed doors. Yes, it's like I'm not gonna talk about that. Yeah, we're not gonna. You know, nothing, right? You don't tell anybody. There's still lots of people out there that never admit. You know, anything about it. All that, right? Um, the younger generation, it's oh, almost like they want to talk about. They're it. proud of they're, it, right? Yeah, they're. I don't know what it is about why or what but again i think it's something to do with with social media and also youtube and all that that they do talk about it um and that's where i'm like hey man you can't be doing that yeah we can't be talking about any of that stuff here like you're not you know um and yeah i mean it's uh it's just something and again it's something that I don't know. it's not a comfortable topic for a lot of yeah uh, a lot of older people and even even in the sport. Like, and, and that's the thing that the younger kids don't understand is that they're doing that stuff now and they're still in their prime. They should be, they shouldn't have right. to use it, right? Because, right. yeah, there's no point genetically, in it. Uh, when like, they're, when they're that, when you're that young. Because even with you know, steroids, genetically, you're only going to get so big, right? Right. I mean, you can, yeah, you can push some, some major stuff when you're young and, and reach certain goals and stuff. But again, you know, the way, the way steroids work, it, it's just, it doesn't really benefit. You don't get the full benefits of this stuff when you're young. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, it, it's just, something that, that is done older. Yeah. You know, um, but, yeah. So, like, uh, like I remember uh, in UFC, like, TRT was a big thing. Uh, they were allowing, you know, fighters to take oh, it. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. You know, they were allowing fighters to take it. Uh, as long as you you go to a doctor and you you get the levels right, and then all of a sudden they're talking shit like, about it. Yeah. Like, so hey, it's, it's well, you know, there's uh, there's different documentaries out there and different things on it. Uh, definitely, there's stigmas behind all of it, yeah. right? And I get a lot of it, but the other part of it is that there is science too. Yeah. Okay, and things change through time. Things change with uh, with science and information and um, and acceptance. You know, um, I mean, look at all the states that passed the marijuana laws here. Yeah, right. Where it used to be this thought of, you know, marijuana was some sort of gateway to all these hard things, <laughs> or it made you do all this stuff, or yeah. this or that, or whatever. Right. And now people are realizing, like, nah. I mean, if you're if you are going to compare that yeah um why not compare it to alcohol yeah you know and who's to say that you shouldn't i think alcohol is worse yeah you know who's to say that you shouldn't do something that 
in the comfort of your own home or, yeah. you know, you get what I mean? Of course, like, right. Yeah. Well, it also kind of gets to, to steroids on that, right? Mm-hmm. Is who's to say you shouldn't be doing these things, right? Who are you to say that? Right. Yeah. Um, now, some things purely scientifically, purely on health, there are certain things you probably shouldn't be doing. Yeah. Right? Of course. Um, but the, the issue is that they, they just kind of group it all. Yeah. Right? And testosterone became part of that group. Yeah. Right? It became part of this stigma of, you know, that's steroids, that's all that, right? Um, and then research and other stuff, you know, changes are made and, and uh, they realize that testosterone is really not that bad for you. If you take it in a... Right? Um, now, again, you would need to be someone who's a bit older. Yeah. Which means that your testosterone levels have come down. Yeah. Right? Um, and what you're doing is when you take it, right? These people that are, that are, that are older who are taking a supplemental yeah. testosterone, which, you know, that like you mentioned the TRT, which is your uh, uh, testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah. It's, it means just that. It's replacing your testosterone, right? Uh, meaning that your levels are not a, at an optimal level. Yeah. Right? Um so you can now, still feel you, young, right? Right. So and, you so it kind of becomes this. Well, you're getting older. Your testosterone levels are coming down, right? Is that bad? I mean, no. That's part of getting older. Yeah, right. That's normal. Right? Um, but who's to tell you that you can't add your just add in testosterone and get your levels to where they were in your early twenties? Yeah. Right. And and be more of an, an optimal level on the way you feel, the way your health, you know, uh, your your muscle and your um, there's a documentary and your strength about that. and all that, right? What is it? Who's Bi- to say bigger, faster, stronger? Yeah, and, and so who's to say that you shouldn't do that? Um, when and again, these TRT programs that they're out, that are out there, they uh, they get you to an optimal level, right? So yeah. how do you determine optimal? Optimal would be something in your early twenties. Meaning that your body's been there before. You're not going to a place that's beyond that. Right? Yeah, your body's course. been there before. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you remember when it's been there. And yeah. it was felt good when you were there. Right? Yeah. And your health was better. You yes. lost weight easier. Yeah. Your strength was higher. Your um, energy levels were higher. All of that. That was your optimal level. Right? Your levels come down due to age and other factors in, in general. Um, you know, I'm not a doctor on it. But yeah. again, they, they come down, right? Um, so you add in testosterone placement, right? And you get back to that optimal level. Now, is it right? Is it wrong? I mean, it just is. You know, it's something yeah. that that's your choice and it should be your choice to do that, yeah. right? Again, there's all kinds of things that are out there mm-hmm. that people do... Yeah, just to feel a, good, you know, that and just one? to enjoy, you know, Sarms? their life more. Sarms? You know? Yeah, and, and so, you so know. So that's like an oral steroid, right? Well, well it's, it's not a even selective, a yeah, it's, it's a selective uh, it's not uh, even antigen a receptor, you know, so, but those to me, you know, they're really just trying to find stuff that, you know, I mean, testosterone, when they do that injection of it, your body takes it as its real thing. Mm-hmm. It's takes exactly like that. Yeah. Right. Um, and so there is a stigma still around it. Yeah. Right. Um, now, again, it's kind of like 
It really depends on why you're doing it. If there's sh- if this something that should or should not be happening, right? And so an example for me would be, you know, if you're an athlete playing at at you know an athletic level, um, should it be allowed or not, right? And it's kind of like, well, it gives you a boost, yeah, right. You're getting ahead of others, right? Now, so- what if what if we did a blood test? Yeah. Let's say we've got two Olympic athletes, right? Two Olympic swimmers, let's say, yeah. right? Yeah. One's on testosterone, one is not, right? What's well, like one that. is in his twenties. Yeah. One's in their forties. Yeah. Right. If you do the blood tests, and their testosterone levels are exactly the same, then it goes to beg the, the question: Is the forty-year-old at an advantage or not? Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Because it's, yeah. you see, so... And That's it really, true. Yeah, you know, and then it's like, well, are you allowing age to determine that factor? Yeah. Meaning that as you get older, you should you should now have to live with those things that come with being older. And then that kind of becomes how you have to now play the sport based on those things, right? And another example would be like Tiger Woods, right? Yeah. So he got LASIK eye, eye surgery. Is that fair? Yeah. Or not? He yeah. got older. Yeah, that's true. And he needed, you know, now, and it helps him. So yeah. his eye, you know, the way he sees is probably as good as a new up and coming young person, right? Yeah. Is it fair or not? You, get, you know, so that, it becomes that's very, this kind of. Uh, that's a very good argument, man. You know, and, and uh, so it's, again, it's kind of like, well, what, who's got an advantage? You know, and so I get why they wouldn't want. A twenty, you know, you do a testosterone level, you know, test, yeah, and one of them has a, I outrageous level that's not humanly possible on your own. Of course, then I see that, I get it. They yeah. have an advantage, yeah, right. Um, but when you're talking testosterone replacement, mm, I don't know, you it, know, like yeah. it, it's so like uh, know, like with the UFC and other and other things that are going on. Uh, I think they should just let them all take it and well. And and let it just kind of do the thing, right? Like like what I'm saying is, if they're gonna, so you're because they all okay. take it already, right? Like, so you're gonna, and that's kind of another you know part of it is that like John Jones packed okay. on forty pounds of muscle, right? So they're they're doing something, it's right? Like, come on, yeah, these people are doing something, and uh, and it's prevalent in quite a bit of sports, right? Um, now again, some things health wise really shouldn't be taken, yeah, but people do, right? Um, and then you, you know, to make it, I guess, a fair sport, you know, they want to say you shouldn't be doing this, you can't be doing this, you can't be doing these things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, now, a true athlete, they identify as being an athlete. That's their identity yeah. to them, right? Yeah. And they are willing to do whatever it takes. To be at that level. To be at that level or to grow to that level, right? Now, they are going to look for every advantage. Every single advantage is out there, right? If you are not looking for an advantage, then you're not a true athlete. You're not going to hold up with these other people. Yeah. Because they are looking for advantages, right? And so, you know, you look at... And these advantages aren't always you know, drugs or anything. Some of these advantages are just, you know, things that they've, they've done differently. You know, you've got... Uh, uh, nutrition, co Yeah, right. Thing. You know, you're going to try to find the best nutrition as possible. Yeah. You're going to try to 
get the best nutrition possible. You're gonna, you know, all these different things that you're gonna do to uh, to be the best. Yeah. And then if you know that there's a drug out there that will help you win, yeah. That then you know people are gonna go to that, right? So the big factor, uh, well, you know, one of the things that I think should be going on is more education mm-hmm. as to the things that you shouldn't health-wise be taking. Yeah. It's damaging to your health, certain things, right? Um, but because it's a no, like, discussion zone. Yeah, of course. Then that education never comes up. It never Right? Do. And people don't realize what's good, what's bad, what could damage you for a long term, all of that. And therefore, it's never discussed, and people do things that they shouldn't be doing. Yeah, and you they're know? not and they're not taking the right precautions. Exactly, you know, they're not, you know, all of that. Um, and it's kind of, you know, it's unfortunate, but you know, it's a, it's a slow process. It's it's nature that, of the beast, right? Right, it's a slow process. Something that's you know slowly, yeah, you know, continuing like that. So. Wow, man. Well, that's cool. That's uh, that's good information, man. I appreciate it. Uh, We're already kind of rounding uh, the end here. All right. Uh, If you want to, you know, throw some uh, some some spots out for your business and. Yeah, I mean, I've got um, you know for those that that don't know, I've got a gym in Alice and a gym in Kingsville, Fit Twenty Four Gym. Yeah, twenty four hours. You know, it's it's still something that you know that I'm there. You know, we we do everything we can to run it as a uh, as professional as possible, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but we take into account the community. You know, yeah. it's not just a big corporate thing. It's you know, it's something that um, that is personal. Yeah. You know, and then uh, and then the Alice location, we've actually got a women's club that we built out there, and that's that cool. one's all done just for women. And it's right? all women. All women in that side. It's connected to the main what gym. What if somebody identifies themselves access. as a woman? You know, we <laughs> we haven't had to go there yet. No. Right. Um, but. I don't know. They're right? just if they're they're about to. Uh, I know that there there's a bill going on about if you are a, a biological male, you cannot uh, play in women's sports, regardless yeah. of how you classify yourself. You know stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I get it. I yeah. get certain things like that. You yeah. know, and um, you know that that women's gym that we have, that one's doing really well. That's you know, a good. It's, it's, that's a good yeah, idea, man. It's something that. You know, unlike the other gyms that add women areas, right? Uh-huh. This is its own gym. It's like full it's, for women. Right. So it's next door. Um, but the other part of it is that it's designed. When you walk in, it looks like this is meant to be for women. That's awesome. You know, it's not just like we like roped off an area and said, okay, you know, this is where women work out. Yeah. You know, it's something yeah. that it, it has that appeal so to do, it. So you know? do y'all have um, like different machines that cater to yeah. like the trouble spots that yeah. women think are... Yeah, that's all in caught, there. Like, and, you know, you know, we've got, uh, I mean, there was one particular that that um, in this area I was the first to have and now there's uh, others in Corpus that have it, but it's the booty builder. The booty know, builder. Machine that comes from like the Netherlands or something. Really? So um, they've got a patent on it and, you know, I have that there. Um, and then also you, you hear know, that ladies <laughs> booty builder he will build your booty <laughs> so you don't walk around like i hop with these flapjacks <laughs> so but yeah so we've got that and then uh and then also my wife's I, got a uh, i'm talking shit but <laughs> dude, i got an apple slice man. <laughs> that's i don't got no booty man. Uh, i always dude. look like i'm walking in a hurry <laughs> uh, it, we've got all kinds of there and the uh and my wife also has a uh a uh, esthetician salon in there Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it's also nice. her uh, better brows and beauties over there, and it's uh, does you know lashes and 
microblading and all those kinds of things. So it kind of also adds that to it. Um, and the way it's kind of designed with, you know, touches of pink and, you know, nice bright whites and yeah. all that kind of stuff, you know, chandeliers, you all ever, that. So it kind of has a cool little look to it, you know? Hell yeah. You ever think about uh, adding, like, maybe massages? You know, we've thought about it. Yeah. And, you know, one of the, if we have the space in the room, and that's something we're thinking about here in the Kingsville one. Yeah. I've got an upstairs area. Dude, I was thinking I'll of, be your first client, up, bro. You know? I Seriously. Massages are the best, dude. Oh, yeah. I uh we went What's, to we went to one in Alice uh there's a place over there that Lauda would go to mm-hmm. and dude I always had like a, a weird creak in my shoulder and I went over there and the lady she started doing stuff and she was like, Oh yeah, it's because of this and she like moved my arm and she would like move in and do this. I mean, I, I know that I would need more sessions, yeah. but dude, it felt a hundred times better, man. Nice. So they always say, like, I have a, a one of my dad's old buddies that owned a gym here in town back in the heydays, right? He was a bodybuilder at one point. Uh, he would always talk about, he's like, you got to think of your body like a car. He's like, yeah, you got to maintenance it. Body maintenance, body maintenance. Yeah. And that was one of the yeah. things. He's like, we don't really look at that, you know, that... We got to take into account that your your car breaks down sometimes. You got to go back and you got to fix it, right? So, uh, but I do appreciate you coming, man. Uh, yeah, it was of a really good uh, conversation. Oh, yeah. And hopefully, uh, when COVID uh, gets out of the way and everything starts going back to normal, we could get you back in here and we could see the the differences that yeah have made and yeah. maybe new ventures that you've gone through, right? Yeah. Again, guys, uh, Carlos here with Fit24. If you have not signed up or have been to any of his gyms, I highly recommend you go. And uh, women out there, go to Alice. Get your booty shaped and get your eyebrows uh, waxed and, and, and trimmed, man. All in one one spot, man. It's like a like a chop shop. Right? Yeah. Break you up and sit you out and put you out on the road. Good as new. So uh, to everybody out there, thank you for hearing. Thank you for listening. Devanias.